When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have got a great shitcoin insider for you guys today. Welcome back to the show. If you missed our first three episodes, don't forget to subscribe as these were not posted on the Bitcoin Audible feed. But we had an excellent time uh, with episode one digging into the token printing mess that is DeFi. We covered the various smells of the Bitcoin forks in episode two and then dove into the consequences of the move fast and break things mentality in Ethereum with the help of Udi Wertheimer in episode 3. And now, on the dawn of an SEC indictment, a filing full of dirty unethical tactics, the exchange delistings of XRP, the price crash, and the alignment of Jupiter, it's time to take a closer look at Ripple. My co-host is back for this one, and we have another anonymous guest today who will be known as Max, but he has been working in the industry for many years and has done quite a bit of research around Ripple. Before we dive in, I want to thank the team over at the Hexa Mobile Wallet, a great wallet to hold your keys on mobile and for just general day-to-day Bitcoin use. Uh, Also, Level.co for mobile Bitcoin banking services and an exchange with no trading fees. And then lastly, the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet for your secure, simple, and elegant Bitcoin cold storage solution. You can check out all of these awesome products at guyswan.com. And with that, let's get into today's chat with our shitcoin insiders. This is episode four. The Ripple Effect. Bitcoin maximalists trying to make sense of the sea of shitcoins. This is Shitcoin Insider. We have got two insiders. We've got our co-host back today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. Are you still undercover? Or I am very undercover. Very yeah. undercover. Okay. Well, Nobody I'm glad you found a mind. quiet little corner so that you could you could join us back on the show. It is good to have you back, sir. And we have another insider, one who is a Ripple expert, joining us, Max. Thank you for joining us, Max. Hey, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right, so we are diving into Ripple. Is that Ripple the company? We got the company, we got the token, XRP, uh, and they claim they're two different things. Uh, SEC claims otherwise. And there is just an unbelievable mountain of crap around this. And I'm absolutely stoked. I am stoked that we are diving into this. Uh, first off, Max, 
Uh, why don't you introduce yourself however much you are? I know you're also undercover, so we don't want to uh, spill too many beans, but tell us who you are and what you know about Ripple. <laughs> yeah, so I am a software engineer and I develop Bitcoin wallets. Uh, I've been working in the industry for about two to three years now. And, you know, I came across Ripple pretty early on and it actually piqued my interest at first before I uh, really, really dove in and uh, was able to kind of figure out what was going on there. Um, so a lot of my knowledge came from the, the uh, early times where, you know, I thought that uh, it Ripple might be, you know, the revolutionary technology that they were marketing themselves to be. So, um, you know, admittedly, there was a point in time where I did think that it was uh, pretty compelling stuff. But, uh, you know, I guess throughout time, you learn more and more and, you know, your opinions change. So <laughs> here we are today. We all dabble. We all dabbled a little bit in shit coins. <laughs> yep, definitely. All right. Uh, co-host over there um what did did you ever did you ever dabble in ripple did you ever go i mean i never i unfortunately uh i did not i did you know in 2017 when i saw it was on its little run i you know i speculated there but i never uh i never believed in the the ripple it, you know it was pretty clear as far as shit coins go to me anyway at, at all times that it didn't seem to have a future um it was one of those coins actually you know regulators for a long time or, or lawmakers uh when they looked at bitcoin when they first heard about bitcoin of course like their first instinct was like well go go turn it off like <laughs> yeah go turn that thing off like that's like, we don't want people making their own money like that's dangerous people are gonna get scammed Just go turn it off tell them no it's obviously illegal right and then they had to be told by smarter people well uh you can't turn it off it's a it's called a blockchain it's a centralized uh, sorry but we can't turn it off and you know it took them a while to figure this out but they you know they trust the smarter people and they said oh okay so now you got stuff like ripple which is straight up scam basically which without bitcoin the regulators or lawmakers would have just said hey go turn it off and they would have turned it off but now they're confused by bitcoin and they're like oh this must be one of those blockchain things I guess we can't turn it off, but <laughs> but in the case of Ripple, they need to like you know they have to. Uh, it's not Bitcoin, and you absolutely can turn it off. So, oh, I'm muted. Um, <laughs> it's it, it it seems to be actually pretty easy to turn it off. I mean, as soon as they uh, filed their uh, uh, did their filing, um, they've turned off like eighty percent of its value. Um, pretty pretty quick, uh, but holy crap! Some of the stuff in this. Um, uh, but I, I've God, I really want to get into it because I've just got like bullet point after bullet point of some of the stuff in this filing. Um, but so this is though just in a general idea, particularly for people who maybe are just kind of trying to figure out what the hell Ripple is. Um, so this is basically it is a blockchain, right? Like it is a copy pasta of of bitcoin code um like so Max, it's yeah yeah break that down for us yeah so ripple is not a uh, is not a bitcoin fork 
Um, it was kind of developed uh, from scratch. It's different from the Ethereum account-based model. It's different from the Bitcoin-based UTXO model. Um, okay, so it's not So UTXO. Ripple and Stellar are the two kind of in their little special league there. Um, and it's kind of its own thing. So yeah, it's not, it's not a, uh, a Bitcoin clone or anything like that. Is there a, uh, is there like, what's the quote unquote consensus model that they're using? Is it like a proof of stake sort of thing? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's actually the algorithm is called consensus and it's very simplified, uh, kind of model where it's really just ordering transactions based on their timestamp. So the way the network decides or the way the network uh, prevents double spends is literally just looking at the timestamps of the transactions. And if one transaction happened before another one uh, or the second transaction is a double spend, they will just eliminate that transaction altogether. Um, so their consensus mechanism is is very, very simplified. And it's because they weren't really focusing on things like censorship resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, they were focused a lot more on things like throughput and performance. Well, it seems like that would be really easy to just, like as soon as you have like a couple of adversaries in the network, like, um, I mean, you basically need a trusted source of information because, I mean, timestamps aren't reliable. I mean, that's like something known in Bitcoin is that, you know, you have to have that that gap of like an hour or two hours, whatever it is, of being able to accept a timestamp because you just never know, like, the accuracy of a timestamp, you know? Like, we have blocks that actually come after another block in Bitcoin that has an earlier timestamp. Um rare but you know nonetheless like so how do they deal with adversaries how how do you deal with a like an attack so every node has kind of like a configuration of trusted nodes that it listens to it's called the the unl i think it's i think it's the unified node list mm-hmm. and at first this or actually not at first even still to this day it's a list that ripple inc maintains and so when you download a ripple node it comes pre-configured with a list of nodes to only peer to and those are the nodes that have been blessed by ripple as legitimate and so that is the main mechanism for basically uh preventing adversaries and dealing with that type of thing so if there actually is like if one of those approved nodes uh lies like there's no there is nothing we're just trusting that they're not going to do that yeah um i assume ripple would remove them from the list and they would basically just be banished from the network interesting so they developed a new method using trusted third parties to achieve consensus well really it's (laughs) what we already had before (laughs) No, I know. Yeah, it's it's no different than, you know. That's the the bad joke. (laughs) Yeah. And one thing is that's interesting is that Ripple claims that, you know, you could configure your node however you want, which is true. You can configure your node however you want and to peer to whoever you want. 
but there's really no evidence that anybody on the network is doing that yeah. like whatsoever. So do you guys remember uh, about maybe a year ago, somebody made an app for ripple. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. Uh, and the ripple blockchain, um, just like you can on some other uh, big blockchains like BSV and whatever. And uh, they actually like, threatened to ban this guy from the network because they said that his app was like destructive and they like the node, the, the validators like ordered him to like take down his GitHub and like, you know, not do that. Good God. That's amazing. Um, I mean, not surprising, not surprising at all. And I, I don't think I knew about it. Um, but uh, one thing I find really interesting about that is, well, obviously you've not got a permissionless network. Right. Like, is it if you don't do something that the owners of the network or if you do something that the owners of the network don't like or, uh, you know, you build something you, you that they're like the network too much to yeah. me, it proved it. I mean, it already kind of knew, but it was just proof that, you know, they built something that doesn't actually even scale. I mean, uh, one of the great things that, about Bitcoin is uh, we know what it looks like when you pound it to the to the max. Like you could, you could get, you could put Fortnite levels of people on Bitcoin tomorrow. Granted, they won't all get their transaction through in the next 24 hours, but like the network's still going to go through and whoever does, you know, play by the rules. In other words, whoever does bid the best rate for their transaction is going to be processed in the next 10 minutes. The network's going to work just fine. The people who pay for the privilege of getting on the any block space are going to get it. And, uh, you know, and, and we know what's going like, we know it's going to happen. The network is is designed. It works very well, even under extreme load. I yeah. mean, as long as you don't mind to pay, that's another. That's another. You know, that's why it works. But uh, with Ripple and so many other networks, um, they don't need like they. If you actually use them to the extent that they're configured to allow you to use them, like they would literally stop working. They would crash. They're, they they yeah. they are like marketing facades. They are they are. They are like a paper castle built to look like a real castle to attract tourist volumes to get the same ticket price that a real castle gets, uh, you know, for the, <laughs> but, but they hope that they don't actually have to be used as a castle though, because if they do, like, you're going to find out really quick that, you know, it's not one. Yeah. It, uh, it, it still blows my mind that even to this day after, well, like, you know, we had the episode about BSV and stuff about how like they had, uh, what was it, 10 megabytes or 20 megabyte blocks, like something, something that was a, a bare fraction of what they claim they should be able to do. And that it took like 11 or 12 minutes, it took time just to, just to download and validate the block just to compute the the validity of what was in the block. So that everybody basically just if they were validating, they were going to immediately start falling behind. Like there was, you weren't, couldn't even catch up with the network. Um, and uh, and if they weren't validating, well then nobody's validating and you don't have any decentralization or security. You have no idea what you're doing. You're just trusting somebody else again. Um, and Ripple is a great example of this. In fact, there was a really great uh, thread that I saved. Um, uh, the NUDB, uh, do you know what the NU stands for by chance, Max? 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, it's it's like the name of XRP's database or something like that. I just he just kept using NUDB, and I I never actually figured out what that was. Um, but their their blockchain essentially um, is nine terabytes. And sounds about right. Uh, and that was uh, actually that was in December two thousand and eighteen. So two years later. Uh, two extra years is nine terabytes. The entire state could be 18 terabytes or more, but basically we don't have full nodes that are with technically the entire thing. Um, uh, but just massive amounts of data. And th there's actually like a, uh, like kind of an explorer, like an XRP chart thing that just shows that more than half of the nodes, even though there's like so few nodes, more than half of them are unstable. Like they don't stay in sync and they don't yeah. actually operate. Like you can't request information from them and know that you're getting back decent information. Yep. Um, like they might not be caught up in sync, can't validate well, like that sort of thing. You can't, even the ones that are in sync, uh, they're missing a lot of early data. And yeah. I think that Max probably will go into this, but um, like they lost their history at one point and they had to kind of like fake it back. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, I, I know there's like some things on that, like the, even now today, maybe like the first 30,000 blocks or something, you just. Yeah, no, the history is not like they don't, there's a, there's a blackout spot where they just trust because they don't know what happened. That's it's beautiful. Lost. That's beautiful. Yeah, Max, so, do you have details on this? Yeah, so so first of all, yeah, a lot of these nodes are not in sync. Uh, if you look at the list of nodes on the network. And um, I haven't tried to run a Ripple node myself, um, mainly because I don't have 10 terabytes of storage laying around. But um, I have heard from people at CoinMetrics that it's like incredibly difficult to run a ripple node and you know uh ethereum gets a ton of flack for this as well but uh you know according to people who actually have hands-on experience with this it's even more difficult to run a ripple node so as far as the missing blocks go um well they're actually called ledgers um and so it's like every second or i'm not sure like how quickly it updates, it's, it's somewhere, it's, it's very quick. Um, they call it, uh, this is a new, this is the new ledger. Um, yeah, they're missing tens of thousands of ledgers in the early, early days of the network. And funny enough, those missing ledgers are around the time that uh, XRP was being doled out to the founders and be, being given to Ripple Inc. And it, it seems to be that uh, a lot of people believe that there was full on uh, like network resets going on where like all of the coins were just being reset and um, yeah, basically Ripple Inc. got 80 billion of the 100 billion uh, coins and then the two founders, Jed McCaleb and Chris Larson got the remaining 20 billion XRP tokens. And uh, yeah, I guess one of the running theories is that this allotment happened during that blackout period. And now the CTO of Ripple, David Schwartz, 
says that it was actually just a software bug and that there's nothing to worry about and that anybody running a Ripple node uh, today, I believe he said that it's un, that it's basically unimportant or that they, you know, that, 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 that those block blanked out ledgers are of no significance or importance to a user today. It seems like those would, whoops, seems like those would be the prime blocks, or excuse me, the, the, the most important ledgers to not be able to audit, uh, particularly during uh, an SEC lawsuit. Um, right. um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that does, you know, become a point of interest there. Um, so yeah, it, it is true that it's, it is impossible to do like a full audit on, on the, the like ripple ledger history, because there are points in time where it, it, there's just flat out missing state. So it's not even it's, and it's the most important time. It's like, it's it's like the origin of it. So what happened? Where did this come from? Who made it? Who owned it? Um, it's like, oh, well, that information isn't important. Trust us. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, it, it kind of goes, it kind of speaks to, I think, the disconnect between like Ripple and the rest of the space. Like, it seems like they're missing like a lot of like the, the ethos or like a, a lot of like, the things that like make this special and like to come out and say that like all of these missing ledgers you know well you know that's it's just part of our system or whatever it's it's like it just seems like you know like well is that's kind of like part of the whole point maybe you're like yeah. just kind of brushing it under the rug yeah you, you, you nailed it there that's one of the reasons why i never like i guess fell for it was because like you know you do your little initial when you're looking at all these new things and you kind of do your little initial due diligence like you know who got the early coins and what's the inflation and this that you know your little shitcoin due diligence and like ripple failed immediately like didn't even didn't even get past the uh first few like little due diligence markers before it's like no not touching this one yeah there's no uh, like that that's the one that just is so hard to understand if people don't value um like the beauty of bitcoin like what makes it so powerful is the fact that it's independent is the fact that it provides these assurances that you own something uh based on a provable set of rules and that requires like if you just drop the first you know 100,000 blocks of bitcoin we wouldn't know anything about any of the Bitcoin. All of it would be meaningless because that's how we decide whether or not the entire, any of the rules were actually ever followed. If we just go back to a point where suddenly, well, you just can't check the rules anymore. Well, then what is it? More than half of the Bitcoin supply, you know, that came out in the first, you know, the 50, 50 reward blocks or whatever is just might as well just be just okay. Who, who owns them? Who got them? Were any of it fair? Were there ever a set of rules here that were followed for any reason whatsoever? We don't know. Like all the assurances are gone. Everything else is just arbitrary because you can't check it. You can't prove anything about what you're using. 
Um, and then at the same time is to say that your proof is I'm going to check a couple of trusted nodes that Ripple told me to use. It's, it's, like, it's like, why even have the history there? If you're A, trusting a group of people, and then you want to check the work after you ask them for the proof. And it's like, oh, well, don't even, don't even worry about where it came from. We, we just don't, we just happen to not have the proof, but connect only to us and then trust us when we don't give you an answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really hard for me to believe that uh, there were not shenanigans going down. I mean, because as uh, Max has said too, like they never respected the crypto ethos. Like to them, I think like these were, you know, Joel and them, these are technical guys that saw an opportunity to make money and they they executed a plan that made them money and part of that plan included like well we need to like change some of the you know initial distribution here well okay we just won't write that part down you know what i mean like what's the big deal we discarded the point well this is um, this you, you you make a point um is that you said they saw an opportunity to make money. This is the thing from the filing that was just amazing to me. Um, first off is that they asked, apparently there's a history of this and they spoke with legal counsel um, about XRP, about doing this. And they were basically explicitly told that this is going to be an investment contract and it will be, it will be thought of as a security. And they went ahead and did it anyway. Now, yeah. there's, and in this, as you keep going through this SEC filing, you end up figuring out exactly why that was the case, is that they were broke. They were, they, they completely lacked the funds. They had planned, they had started into all of these, like, endeavors and these projects um, and they could not pay their business expenses. So back in 2013 and 2014, they had expenses of $25 million uh, that they could not cover before selling XRP. So they went ahead and did this. And literally ever, ever since then, all they have, what they have done to fund their business expenses was they use in so many different examples um, – it's just been selling XRP. Mm -hmm. That's all they did. So they were broke. They couldn't afford to continue with the projects that they started. So they invented an XRP token. As you said, they gave 80% to Ripple, the company, and then uh, the rest to, I guess, the founders and uh, Garlinghouse and you know, whoever else was involved. Did Garlinghouse come in later or something? Because I know he got like $160 million worth. Yeah, he came in later. He wasn't one of the, the founders of the company, but um, definitely owns a lot of XRP. Definitely has you know an interest in its price. Yeah, but they just um they just started selling it, and they've been paying everybody. They've been giving everybody XRP um, as payment because they don't have any money, so they just yeah. made their own money, and they've been using. Uh, they've been using the hype and however much that they pulled in from this $1.3 billion sale of a, a shitcoin token that just came out of nowhere. Um, and they've been uh, using it to pump up and manipulate the price so that they can keep funding their operations. From 2014, 
through to the end of 2019 just to fund operations. Ripple sold 3.9 billion XRP for $763 million. Like they just yeah, and they're not even, you know, they they come out and say, you know, we fund our operations through selling XRP. Like it's there's not even like they're trying to hide the fact that that's you know the game that that they're playing. It's you know they fl- flat out said it publicly before any of this SEC stuff came out that we make we make like basically all of our money you know through XRP sales. So that's so crazy. Um, and they have uh, uh, the one of the things that I think was new, or at least, I, I mean, I think this is like pretty widely known that this is done all over the place um, in the shitcoin space. Um, so many, so many of the scammy altcoins. I mean, you could just look at see the Telegram groups or whatever, the pump and dump groups, just all over the place, right? Um, everybody's like, keep the price, keep the price here. Let's everybody flood in. Let's make a whole lot of volume. Um, I'll spread out some news, make some hype about it on social media and stuff, get all the noobs coming in, and then we can dump on them. Um, and when you have these low liquidity, like really small, um, low volume tokens, it's really easy to do that with, you know, like 100, 200 people in a group that's, you know, where there's millions and millions of dollars moving around. Um, it's really easy to manipulate these prices. Well, um, there are um, uh, other um, things that, where people have basically said, no, what they're doing and people that they were actually working with have spoken and explained that this was going on as well, um, is that they had uh, four uh, what they refer to as market sales specialists that were designed, they, they created a, a, you know, a program, they just, just wrote a script or whatever. Um, and the ripple would literally just tell them, okay, like, let's make a price floor here. Um, and then at the exact same time, they would then tell their marketing team to come up with some hype to post. They, they literally said, figure out something, whether you're taking some partnership or whatever that we already had from six months ago, spin it to make it sound new. Um, figure out how to push an update, whether it's arbitrary, come up with some sort of hype. Everybody start talking about it. Everybody start posting about it. Keep the price floor here with our market salespeople. And then let's pump it up, get lots of volume so that we can then uh, dump again and continue funding. Like Ripple, Ripple pioneered the, the uh, shitcoin PR and dump uh strategy that is now like imitated by so many other uh shit coins that have in many cases come and gone if you think of like iota did it very well but when you um and i've you know had to do some marketing in the past uh in the in the blockchain space and one of the things that uh, you know are highly sought after when you type on google and you type anything with the word ripple in it um and you get those little like news stories that appear under the search bar, but not in the search results. Those aren't ads. Those are syndicated news sources that Google is saying, okay, these are basically news sources that we trust talking about this thing. So here's what they have to say. And 
um, you can pay to be placed on those syndicated uh, news lists. You're basically paying for stories. So when you type Ripple, probably even now, I don't know, I haven't checked in a while, um, you're going to see like, oh, Ripple is, you know, Western Union is so great. And Ripple's with Western Union. You're going to see that now, obviously, because now you're going to see Western Union denied that they ever use Ripple technology and only dump Ripple when they get it. Um, but, but, you know, um, like, and, 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 and so when you, when you, when you type in a shitcoin name and you see those big uh, news blobs underneath, those are syndicated posts. Those are very valuable. And, and Ripple does a lot of that. I mean, they, they're probably spending millions of dollars a month on, on PR and marketing, but it's well worth it because they dump, what is it? $50 million every month, or at least they were, I don't know if it's going to be impacted by the new uh legal trouble they're in but um mm -hmm. you know they're like the gold standard for this and also uh, you know as somebody who i have to shamefully admit have have i have run bots before i've run uh you know twitter campaigns and all that stuff i've been you know i've been in the dirt so i'm the shitcoin insider i'm, I'm my hands are very dirty but i'll <laughs> tell you that whoever ripple has on their payroll is like basically the world class of like Twitter botting and Telegram botting. And like it's, it's whatever your shitcoin project would aspire to is basically what Ripple does because they have it all. And they, I mean, it's very, when you know what to look for when you've, especially when you've done it before and you like, you know, it's just like they've got teams of people. I don't know, like maybe they've, got some plausible deniability liability between them and whoever they're hiring to do this. I would hope anyway for their sake, but maybe they're not that smart. Who knows? Um, maybe it'll all come out <laughs> one day. Um, but uh, they've got teams of people posting on Twitter. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, they, it's, you'll, you, can, you can see the three people that have exposed it where they'll show like 30 different Twitter accounts literally copy pasting the same narrative in response to people's posts about ripple like word for word because that's what they're being paid to put out there um one of the new narratives is really uh, really frustrating because it it's it's taking it's like taking advantage of the goodwill of the crypto community in many ways and and, and to people that are like still naive because crypto is new so it potentially is very damaging but uh, the new narrative they're pushing now is that you know bitcoin is china coin and it's just it's all Chinese, and Amer and Ripple is the American crypto blockchain. And so if you are a patriot, like you support Ripple, like yeah. not this Chinese coin. Like China's trying to manipulate you into using their money. You want to use American money. And don't let those evil senators and lawmakers and uh, policymakers uh, try to stop our American ingenuity and innovation. Ripple, America. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one that Garlinghouse I've seen like has been posting like crazy is that Bitcoin's just run by China. Ripple's at least run by America. Ripple is freedom. The bots Ripple are just, yeah. freedom scams. You know, I'd I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if if Ripple Inc. was like actually bankrolling the XRP army and like the Twitter bots and everything. I like, wouldn't I think you shouldn't be shocked. It's definitely <laughs> happening. Or Okay, so maybe, I mean, I don't know who else would spend that money. So, I mean, maybe some other whale that's like highly heavily invested is bankrolling it themselves, but I doubt that. 
Yeah, so I think it's possible, like, you know, there, there are plenty of third party stakeholders and nobody even really knows who these stakeholders are. Um, that, it's decentralized you know, scamming. It <laughs> could be like running the, the pub campaigns, um, but it seems, uh, you know, obviously pretty apparent, like, especially back in like 2017, it was the, the XRP, like, posting and commenting on Twitter was like, just absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I would be, I would be pretty shocked if, if like Brad Garland house was sitting there like, oh yeah, like, let's like run these crazy botting oh. campaigns. But <laughs> I was also, you know, shocked when I saw like the uh, price supporting and the stuff in the SEC filing where they were like actively like quote unquote trying to like protect investors by supporting the price and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing these press releases at at uh, specific times and whatnot. So, you know, yeah, there, was um, there was another one where they were paying. Oh, uh, there real quick, just because it's like right on that point. Um, um, there's another one where they were paying uh, exchanges for well it's referred to as a money transmitter so i'm not sure who that is or exactly that it's not listed um they were uh paying them uh often in xrp as it was said um to make fake volume so that when they were buying or selling their volume didn't look like it was a majority of the market like so they were paying to have fake volume put in so that they looked like a smaller portion of the market and to basically have this like, i mean it seemed it sounds like in, in my mind i haven't seen anything explicit yet about like paying you know twitter army but um i have seen a lot of bots like particularly like you said max in 2017 holy crap it was just it was sock puppet accounts left and right oh. um, I can tell you most of the companies that are doing that are not exactly like they don't exactly have like a website and a, you know, uh, an office building. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, yeah, I'd be curious to know is how expensive it is. Like maybe you have some insight into this, uh, but like, is it expensive to run one of these campaigns? Cause what if it's, they're doing if... would be pretty expensive. I can tell you uh, in 2017, uh, I was able to charge $20,000 a month just for like less than uh, $20,000 a month got you like less than 10 good Reddit posts with lots of fake uh, comments on them. Like activity and and just pumpiness and all that. So like less than 10, less than 10 well, like, like heavy reddit posts full of shills uh in the popular places uh for twenty thousand and up up to fifty thousand dollars a month and that was just for your reddit campaign um your twitter is going to be different your telegram is going to be different your you know uh so and that how was robust. That, how robust that was what you i'm that doing marketed. that's what i'm doing i'm not you know on the scale of whatever xrp is doing how robust would you say that market is? Uh, what, what do you mean by robust? Like, like, like how how prevalent? I guess. Like, like, oh, do there you was think... a lot of competition. Yeah, there's a lot of competition there. It's like, 
it's a huge market. I mean, it was like everybody was when everybody's doing it basically if you look and it's not the case anymore because the ico hype is gone now but mm-hmm. uh like at that time if i went to reddit like i'm seeing all my competition if i go to like any post that you see like you know and this should be obvious to anybody who's done marketing but if you haven't done marketing maybe it isn't obvious to you but like uh you know top four cryptocurrencies that are going to help you know, create a greener future. Um, <laughs> that top four list, uh, the way that we would do it, is usually going to be like uh, three like well-established like name brand things that everybody knows that you're not being paid to promote, and then one little like tiny shitcoin that nobody knows about that you want to look like the other. Um, so that's like an example, and then in so the you're comments, like putting it in, you're you're inserting you it in this we, group. We make the like, article, we pay somebody to host, we pay a new site to host the article, the four companies that are great, whatever. We pay somebody to host it, we link to it from Reddit, and then in the comments, it's all, oh wow, this company number four, I've heard of that, super promising, that's gonna be big, like. Wow. And then all the people on Reddit go and they read it, see the article on this news site, and they look at the comments. It's like, oh, what's this coin number four that's being compared? Like, I know these three, but what's this? Like, I don't know what this is. This must be, you know, some hot new thing. And then. That's um, so crazy. Pretty <laughs> fascinating how Reddit is, uh, I guess Reddit users are known to have deep pockets, like as far as the marketing <laughs> like side of things goes, because whenever somebody's like looking to pump a coin it seems like uh you know reddit is the place to be and also you know uh, you can you can uh, people will pay you to be uh, 4chan savvy um there's a lot of pockets there um but ripple is in all of these places is represented in all of these places and uh and more than you'd think are are being paid to be there i know it's like you know, it almost seems conspiratorial sometimes, saying like, oh, everybody's paid. But I've literally been, this is one of the reasons why I like to stay anonymous, because there's a lot of, you know, anyway, I've literally been paid by some of the largest mining companies, which I will not say which, uh, in the world, to essentially promote uh, a fork or clone or copy of some coins that may share a mining algorithm that they don't want to you know they want to be promoted or whatever because of their hardware and uh part of the job is like basically taking community members from the the relevant coins and i've had people you know say in the comments like this is just you know backed by big miners this isn't you know this is fake social media uh what do you call it um shilling or sock puppeting yeah this is like all sock puppets this is paid by big mining like you know it's not real and i remember this one guy like everything he said was exactly right but like obviously (laughs) like i can't say that and then he just got downvoted like 50 times and knocked off the page and like like 20 guys told him he's a dumbass which were all basically being paid by big miners yes he was right and he'll never know he was right but he was exactly 100 percent right and i it was like a surreal moment for me where i'm thinking like wow um yeah like all those times i probably had those thoughts i was probably right too like maybe 
Because this guy is. And he's getting downvoted to hell and like 20 people are telling him he's dumb. And all like the it's all, being- Like it's all speculation because, you know, you don't know whether or not that's happening, but it's like all the incentives are there, particularly for like a mining company, right? Is it to have another coin that is using the hashing algorithm is that if you can prop that one up, like it would absolutely be beneficial to them to have a secondary use for their coin or a way to be like, well, when this one becomes unprofitable and the hash rate goes too high on Bitcoin or whatever it is, uh, well, why don't you mine on Bitcoin Cash? It's got the same algorithm. Just switch right over to yeah. your mining equipment. More than with the Bitcoin that. stuff. More than with the Bitcoin stuff. If you think about some of these other algos that aren't as popular, yeah, um, yeah. they make hardware for that. And like, if a coin becomes big on that algo, they're gonna sell a bunch of miners. Like the Bitcoin is very saturated, but like other smaller algos, I don't want to be specific about which ones. Um, if you can hype up a coin on those algos, especially like maybe there was a popular coin on that algo, but like maybe it's been dying off. So you need like, you know, those miners, like that line of your product is about to be obsolete. Um, you need something. For, and also for your own machines, you may have, you know, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars worth of these equipment already. And like you need something to put them on. So you need like, you know, it's nothing to you to pay. I remember one of our projects, uh, the budget uh, was going to be, I'm hoping that none of these guys messaged me and like, you know, hey, I heard you talking about that. You shouldn't talk about that because uh, some of them might listen to your show. But uh, <laughs> our, but let's just say our budget was very big every month. And um, uh, yeah, and it was nothing to them because like what they stand to make, they've got, you know, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars worth of hardware that they need to point at something. So, you know, spending some money on some PR, basically trying to be like Ripple, um, is worth it. And and Ripple, like I said, is the pioneer of this. Ripple yeah. was the one that, like, indented how to be a really shady market-based shitcoin with no utility. Like, they wrote the book on that. They've done it better than anybody else. And they probably were the first customer for many of these services that ended up finding uh, clients with other coins. Yeah. I mean, their utility is basically to fund their operations. It's just, it's just their utility. Their, their the utility is to just dump it on other people um, uh, so that they can make money. Um, and what's funny is that their, op, their expenses, like this was, this was about to blow up anyway. Um, uh, in fact, the SEC, um, the SEC filing came probably like almost in a sense saved them because they're going to run out of XRP, except for the fact that I did actually read some articles where they were actually claiming that we need that they needed quantitative easing, um, which I don't know if that was them trying to prepare to be able to make a whole bunch of more, whole bunch more XRP for themselves so that they could sell it. Um, but uh, I was telling you that the I mentioned that they're operating expensive expenses back in 2013 and 14 were like $25 million. Well, apparently uh, the last data point that they have is 2018 and their expenses have increased. They've just gotten bigger and more expensive. It's $275 million now. So they're going to just, they're just bleeding money. The only yeah. reason they're not bleeding money is because they're selling XRP to people. 
Um, you wouldn't want to be a, a Ripple employee right now. I think you don't have a lot of job security at this point in time, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, Ripple has the way they, the way their XRP sales work or whatever is, they get a billion XRP tokens every month that unlock. At, at some point, yeah. So really, real early on, they were just holding this huge chunk of XRP. And the market was like, well, this is like a huge liability because you could do, you guys would dump, you know, 70% of the supply on the market if you really wanted to. And so Ripple came back and they said, okay, well, we, you know, the ledger has this time lock feature and we can lock these tokens up. So they progress, you know, they iteratively become unlocked every month. And so they put it in a system where every month, 1 billion XRP gets unlocked and that Ripple can do what, what they please with those 1 billion XRP tokens. And so what they do is they will sell some of it or give some of it away. And then you, they take the remaining left and relock it up, basically putting it at the end of that line. So they, that is kind of what they've been doing, um, but at a price of say 20 cents a token, I think a, a billion tokens would come out to $200 million. So like, uh, yeah, it's, it's it, they might, they might be like outrunning, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure like what their ex expenses and stuff actually are, but it would be kind of funny if, you know, the amount of XRP they were unlocking every month wasn't even enough to cover wasn't even their expenses. <laughs> and what a, what an arbitrary, like empty thing too is that the we're going to give you trusted nodes you can't even check the full history or validate the rules of these tokens uh, but we're going to write ourselves a time lock that we could just turn off at any time but then that'll execute every year or, or month or whatever it was this will still execute and uh, this will be our limitation. It's it's literally like saying, it's like, well, I'm only going to put $100 on my credit card this month. Yeah. And just trust me that, you know, I can change this. I can change this at any time. I am not held to this for any reason because I am the one that decides what the time lock is or whether or not we remove it or whether or not you listen to the nodes that have the time lock or remove the time lock. Um, it's so it's just so empty. <laughs> it's so silly. Oh. One thing to note is that, you know, there was a point in time where on Ripple's list of trusted nodes, you know, they, it was just mostly Ripple nodes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they did come out and say, you know, we want to get to the point where like 80% of the nodes on the network are not, you know, Ripple nodes. And so to their credit, they did actually get there. And if you look at the list of nodes on that list, there's, you know, a hundred or so. And, you know, maybe like 15 of them are Ripple Inc. nodes. And recently their CTO came out and said like, hey, if, if the rest of the network wanted to, you know, burn our, our supply of XRP, like they actually could do that. And, um, but the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of the nodes on this list are e either stakeholders in Ripple Inc., like actual stakeholders or, you know, they're they have similar uh incentives and motives 
So yeah. while, while it, it appears to be decentralized in a way, it's also, it just wouldn't be in anyone's interest really to, to burn those tokens. Now, if, I don't, I don't know what's going to be the outcome of this SEC filing, but if, if somehow like Ripple Inc. like ceased to exist or something, like the network could continue to operate without Ripple and they, the rest of the posts on the network could technically burn Ripple's XRP holdings. Um, so there is like a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, Ripple doesn't have the amount of control over the network that a lot of times is often claimed that they do. Um, but yeah, particularly it's, it's a, compared to early on. Especially compared to early on, um, but it's still quite murky um, yeah. because it's not like a, a decentralized system like Bitcoin where people running nodes or different stakeholders in a network have completely different incentives. It's, you know, in, in the case of Ripple, it, it appears that it's it's all still very aligned. So it's... I mean, uh, from and I think the shutting down the guy with the picture app kind of proved that too. Like if it were, if you did that on Bitcoin, and it were valid according to the rules, like nobody can stop you. I'm gonna make my pictures and we're gonna pay whatever it costs to post them and screw you if you don't like it, Mr. Node man. Like we're just gonna, cause it's just that they could even make the threat that they would be able to, to ban Mr. Picture App. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they're, they're coordinated very closely. Um, and in my opinion, you know, they're just, they're just, placeholders like i don't think there's any real yeah there's no doubt in my mind ripple inc calls one of these guys and says hey we're doing this now they're going to say okay let us know how to like implement that you know and the other the other thing to think though is it particularly with the kind of the span that i've been watching ripple um is that uh, like that started happening when Ripple, the company, was trying very hard to distance themselves from Ripple, the token, from XRP. Um, and uh, I think it was more of a, rather than let's make this thing decentralized, is that let's make this thing not look like it was during the ICO bubble. And when there was suddenly all this talk that, oh, my God, the SEC is going to come after everybody. I think they were trying to distance themselves from the tokens so that if they could say 80% of the nodes are not us, well, then maybe the SEC can't come after us. You know, it's like, but, but look, it's just, it's the network, it's the community. Um, yeah. And, you know, like they're able to basically get all the benefits early on for the first four years of this thing of running it, completely controlling it, having it permissioned, and uh, selling a billion dollars worth of these tokens, dumping it on the market to fund the company, but then try to make it look like they've stepped back and it's like, oh, the community is running this thing. Oh, the nodes are running this thing. It's not us. You know, we're, we're over here at arm's length. It's not even called a, a Ripple. It's called XRP. Um, you know, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, the, what does the RP and XRP stand for? Like, it's Ripple. <laughs> there was I, I just remember like uh I, I will, at some point like they ripple inc just really started trying to distance themselves from xrp the token well, and know, that is the crux of their argument uh that xrp is not a security 
is that, hey, XRP existed before Ripple Inc. existed. Like the, the creators of the XRP, the XRP ledger gifted all of this to us. That's and therefore, so, yeah. and like we are supposed to be the stewards of the network now, and we are going to use this XRP strategically to, you know, to build a thriving community. God, and crazy. like it's all, it would, I mean, it's it's craziness. Um, it's you it know, like, it's, it, it's it's in the name of a token. Like you can't <laughs> tell say that you don't have anything to do with XRP <laughs> the token when it's like in the name it would of a be token. Like if, if I ran like the world's biggest like uh stolen antique or let's say there were all these antiques that were like stolen from museums or whatever and i said well you know the entire museum and all the contents of it were just gifted to me so it's not actually my fault but now that i have this stuff like i'm gonna sell it you know and and make lots of money now but but i but i didn't actually i'm not you know i didn't steal it I don't know who stole it. Somebody just gave it to me. I don't know where. And I just, it just showed up here. We were just, we just opened stuff. up a, we just opened up the front doors and suddenly all this stuff just came in and yeah, the house and they everything. just sat it down on the floor and left. Uh, but, but one thing that I wanted to, to, to bring up too and kind of touch on is it's because a lot of people that listen to this, uh, you know, they probably got into crypto in the last maybe three or four years. And it's really hard to appreciate just how small of a world crypto was before like hmm, 2016 even but even before that yeah. it was even you know it's really hard to appreciate like you know you would know if you saw like somebody say bitcoin on anything on tv just say the word bitcoin like you'd talk about that to all your friends like they mentioned bitcoin like we're real we're not just a bunch of internet nerds fucking around like the real people talked about us like on the big tv like you know what i mean like uh it was just like a little it was like little internet games that you like knew was one where one day was gonna you know become real but it wasn't real yet and stuff like ripple was even less real much less real so it was almost like having your own little geocities page where you're like tricking people into like giving you money on your little geocities thing and the next thing you know like you're fucking worth billions of dollars and they're talking about you on cnn yeah like the shit that you used to do when you were like writing bullshit on your geocities page and getting people to like send you checks like you have to like very much distance yourself from that and kind of like you have, you know you gotta hire lawyers you gotta like hire compliance guys you gotta like it's totally different but the problem with ripple is uh in their in for them i mean is that like they started out as one of these, you know, basically some guys at the GeoCities page. Not that they ever had a GeoCities page, but you know what I mean. But then, like, they lasted long enough to turn into, like, now everything's, like, official. And, like, so when we see Ripple now, it's like a big company with hundreds of employees. It's, you know, this big entity in the real world. Yeah, it looks like but, this official, official, big, important thing. Yeah, so but, like, How could it, it not be real? It, it was it was just a it was just literally like a cash grab money scam um in the beginning like it was literally like just another you know hey send me money to my geocities page and i'm gonna you know i'll tell you your fortune three times uh whatever <laughs> like um one of the most damning things in this sec filing 
um, and just kind of everything that's come to light in the last couple of weeks about it is that um, uh, A, they've been using XRP to fund their operations, but this is all based on everything about buying XRP was that there was going to be some use for it in the future. And the only products that Ripple actually has don't use XRP. They don't use the Ripple token. And in fact, the to actually put, to actually use the Ripple ledger, that this is the thing that uh, I can't, somebody took a screenshot of this from, uh, from the filing. And I just thought this was the most absolutely unbelievable because so many times every single ripple whether it's a sock puppet or it's a sad little wrecked victim who just is getting uh you know demolished by a bunch of hypers and the other sock puppets or whoever it is um the, all the sad investors in ripple um that i feel very sorry for will come in and tell me that ripple is better technology it's cheaper, it's going to work, all the banks are going to use it, blah, blah, blah. Well, there is actually, again, they don't list who it is. Um, uh, so it's just a, an unnamed entity. But that uh, ODL is what they refer to it as, but that is the, the thing that everybody touts as XRapid. So XRapid is supposedly the settlement system for Ripple that uses XRP or whatnot. Um, and uh, that uh, everybody was going to use it because it's so cheap, it's so superior, it's just amazing. Um, and uh, but they refer to it as ODL in the SEC filing, uh, which is on demand liquidity, I think is what it stands for. But that they partnered, quote unquote, with somebody who, like a banking institution or financial institution, some one, I'm sure one of the many partnerships that they announced and you know got the price to go. 100% in a couple of weeks over telling everybody about. But they came back after doing a test and said it is way more expensive. It, they, quote, found it to be much more expensive and therefore not a product it wished to use without significant compensation from Ripple. I believe that was Western Union. Or you think it's Western Union? I, I'm pretty sure I remember Western Union coming out and saying that publicly uh, a few years back when oh, Ripple wow. was was trying to court them. Uh, the CEO came out and said, "Like we've tested it, and it's like doesn't make sense for us to use." <laughs> so it is more expensive for them to use this product for to use XRapid. So Ripple, the company, has to pay them in XRP to keep using it so that they'll actually have volume on the ODL market, on the X rapid thing that they can point to and say, look, everybody's using it. So they are paying the people to actually use it to prop up the price of the token, which people will say everyone I'm buying it because everyone will use it because look at all the volume and look at how valuable it's going to be in the future because it's better, even though it's worse and they're selling to the noobs the XRP to make the money to pay off everybody who's fake using it. <laughs> like much. that is their whole fucking feedback loop of scam. It's absolutely unbelievable that people still are just getting, it's, it's not unbelievable because it's so easy to find false information and to not find this stuff, but it's still just 
it's amazing to see something get to that size into into the billions of dollars that is so blatantly bullshit like top to bottom yeah so the you know the the whole idea with xrp was that we they it was being marketed as a bridge currency so you could go from fiat to xrp and then from xrp to a, a different fiat and as long as there were sufficiently liquid xrp fiat markets on on either end then like you could do both transactions fast enough and that and kind of just ignore the fact that the price of xrp might change you know in <laughs> flight um but then stable coins came along right all of a sudden we we got tokenized fiat and it was like well that's a hundred times better to me that kind of killed a lot of the value proposition there all, all of a sudden you're your amazing like cross-border payments technology seems like a little bit less useful because we have these tokenized stable coins that you know sure maybe they don't move quite as fast as xrp but like if these are stable coins on ethereum you know we're talking 20 second block times anyways so it's like i their value doesn't move their stable coins and they're equally trusted as ripple so what's the what's the trade-off there and they're far more liquid like you know tether is massively liquid so Mm -hmm. you know it's i don't i don't i don't i just feel bad you know at at that point you know a lot of that a lot of the value proposition for xrp and is just kind of it's in jeopardy That was their only, that was their only excuse. That was their only excuse for it's going to be used. And that one, it just completely went out the window. So now it's just a, it's a means of making it sound like they could do something else with it. um, And that, oh yeah, it's going to go to a hundred dollars. So buy it now, you know? Yeah. A lot of these networks don't even work. You know, it's like, (laughs) At least the XRP ledger works. I guess that's like, you know. It doesn't, though. It, I mean, it, okay, it works at like. You can send a transaction. A Give them that. Thing. You can send yeah, a transaction like, to their server. <laughs> very basic thing. But if you actually like, you know, like the guy who made the, the image uploading, he's using it according to the rules. But it won't, like, it'll break. It'll break if you use it too much. Yeah. So does it really work if it breaks if you use it? I, mean, well, I think it, that's a, a theme we see across like all these networks is like yeah. you know the, you know the high usage could be you know detrimental at a certain point. So their saving grace is that it's not being used. That's, yeah, I think that's that's the case with basically every single blockchain, even Litecoin. If you think about it, they've got four times bigger blocks, and I know probably people are going to hate me saying this. Everybody loves Litecoin, but uh, four times bigger blocks. And four times more blocks. So, you know, they're doing, what, 16 megabytes per 10 minutes if they were full. Um, that's well beyond what ECH has shown can be handled by normal nodes. So if they were being hammered and trying to do 16 megabytes with blocks, like especially Litecoin nodes, like nobody's, uh, I looked, and the most Litecoin's ever done in a block is something like, like it's less than it's less than half a meg. It's like three hundred, it's like three hundred kb or something. It's ridiculously small, and that was like, like very intermittent spike. 
like it was not ever sustained mm-hmm. uh even half not even a third of a megabyte has ever been sustained so there like if you're running a like a litecoin node uh you know things probably like a pi you know cheapest whatever thing you got it'll work um if they actually try to push imagine trying to push 16 megabytes at every 10 minutes through litecoin's network like the whole thing would just you could probably do it for a few hundred bucks. We could probably prove it and just crush them. <laughs> that would be, uh, um, it, that's, that really is, um, because the, the scaling claims are, I mean, just across the board are absurd. Um, and that's, that's one of the biggest indications of either a scam or just incompetence, in my opinion is when this new token says it can do a million transactions per second and never even mentions the idea or doesn't even allow the suggestion to enter that there is some sort of trade-off that that there is that there is anything lost at all in security or the guarantees or the ability to audit or the security, like the the um, the hardness of the rules of the system, or whether or not you are trusting somebody else or doing the validation yourself. Like none of these, like all the things that are actually interesting in a breakthrough in Bitcoin, even come up in the conversation of these others. It's just look at how few transactions Bitcoin does, and look at how many hours does, and it's infinite. There's basically no cap. Um, and like you said, like Ripple doesn't work under load and neither do any of these other ones. I mean, and as we've seen over and over again, when these things have been stressed to the max, when Ethereum couldn't even deal with crypto kitties, could not even deal with um, uh, like it completely overloaded the network, fees spiked and all that stuff, which, you know, technically you want to be running at load. You want the, you want the thing to be able to be overloaded and operate normally as expected. Um, and something like, you know, a blockchain t- Tamagotchis or whatever the, the heck the things are, the little, little cartoon characters or whatever, break it, you know? Um, is it like, that's not a, that's not a strong financial system. Like that is not a foundation for anything. If that's the level that as soon as somebody's posting pictures on on Ripple, that that's when things are suddenly, oh my God, we've got to stop this immediately. It's like you haven't even gotten started. You haven't even gotten started with people actually using the system or figuring out some sort of use case for it. The only thing you've managed to do is dump it on uh, victims, on innocent investors um, who don't know what they're buying. And the first time somebody's actually trying to use it at the the scale that you claim is in a fraction of what its max is, you come down on them with a hammer. Like, no, you can't do this here. It really yeah, is sad, just, when you talk about like, all around bad for you know for XRP investors right now because first yeah you know, Ripple lets them down, but then the SEC comes out and also destroys the you know destroys their bags like it was kind of interesting a former chair of the sec has come out and said that 
you know, these charges that are being brought against Ripple are causing, you know, multi-billion dollar losses to, you know, innocent third parties like exchanges and holders and all these other stakeholders in Ripple that exist now. It's like, you know, they just got wrecked by the SEC after getting wrecked by Ripple. (laughs) Like, it's just a tough life, you know? I don't think that uh, Ripple is going to be protected lawsuits on top of everything else from individuals so i mean if they get out of the government's hair they're going to have to deal with a lot of other individuals that are coming for blood because they're a centralized company and they're in control of this so and they're responsible for this it's going to be hard for them to argue that they're not yeah the people i feel worse for even the ones who called me stupid and came in except for the sock puppets you know any of the fake ones i don't care about but the honest people (laughs) who just bought into it didn't know what the hell they were doing here i mean it's it's about as easy as anything to come into the crypto space not know what you're doing and get blasted by a scam you know like to get roped up in something it's so easy i hate that i hate that so much because you know, there is something amazing happening right now with Bitcoin, and it's it's already hard as it is to convince people. Like, you're telling me, because it's, because, you know, the, the first thing you would think is that it's a scam. So say, hey, somebody made a computer program, and it's money, and so, like, go pay $20,000 for one of them. Like, you'd be like, no, I'm not giving that guy who made that program $20,000 so he can tell me I got one of his little digital points. Like, you know what I mean? That's like you think that's that's the most ridiculous thing ever. But then, you know, you get all the people that you trust telling you that it's real, and you don't, you know, you're not, you don't necessarily understand the difference between that and anything else. Like, why would it's you? subtle? Oh, it's subtle. Yeah, it's very subtle. And and so then it's like, well, what else is there? Oh, there's this one. It's look at all these companies that are partnered with it. They're partnered with Western Union. This is so legit. You know, they're 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 doing things with banking and and unlike bitcoin where it's using drug markets like this is for like official business this is like real banking stuff and so like this is the future right here look at this and then it's literally a scam the metrics are fake the prices are fake the community is fake the it's literally fake the whole i mean like god i don't even if you think about it like how fake it really is it's actually an actual scam. I know that people talk about, you know, they use the word scam on everything. And a lot of times, especially Bitcoin, Max, unless when we talk something a scam, we mean it in a way like uh, you're going to lose money on this. It's not, yeah, not going to work. All the claims yeah. are nonsense. Maybe they're honest in the fact that they don't know what they're doing. But some projects out there are, in fact, just honestly making bad decisions and aren't going to survive and like like a bad startup like a startup you know like startups are rough and, and or even or like a restaurant most restaurants fail they don't want to fail it's just hard to be a restaurant and so it's you know but uh, uh but with ripple and then maybe they like maybe it's become so normal in this space that like you know the, the idea is like take people's money so maybe they don't realize it but like you're creating fake metrics you're creating fake prices on the market you're creating fake pr you're creating fake companies they're paying people to look like they use it (laughs) like they just pay everybody to make their xrp look like something 
literally selling those people something that you don't want that you made out of thin air that does nothing and you tell them it does a bunch of shit that it doesn't even do like they can't it's this is a huge scam and so when they say like oh this is an attack on us crypto community this is an attack on crypto we need to stand up against these evil regulators who are trying to hamper innovation like no this is what's hampering innovation this is what's hampering the industry are these companies that are literally scams pretending like it's there's something there that you could call innovation there's nothing there that you can call that you should legitimately call it like you really have to dig and give a lot of benefit of the doubt to even give them an inch of what you could call innovation that we desire in america yeah uh this is they shut this down and make an example of this well i got a question then um for both of y'all is do y'all think this is going to be shut down like do y'all think like like what was the other one that got hit by the sec and they just like ended up there's a bunch there's a bunch but if you're thinking probably kick is probably the one that's on your radar there was one there was one that just paid like eos is it eos eos got hit and they just paid like a hundred million dollars or something and they just kept no not even a hundred million they paid like not even 20 million i think maybe 20 oh my god um but uh but the difference is though a big diff- lot of differences. Uh, one is that Block One is actually very separate from EOS. They actually were very intentional about like. Depl- so what they did was, they did the ICO, which was found to have been an illegal securities offering, and that's what they had to pay the fan for, fine for. But that ICO was over. Um, and then what they what what you got for that ICO is um, they developed the software. And then they gave the software to the community and the community, it was up to the community to deploy it or not. And of course they did because they bought tokens on that network and they wanted to be able to sure. sell those yeah. tokens. But, you know, they, the sale was over. But the thing about XRP is it's, it's, it's a perpetual ICO. The sale isn't done. They're still doing the ICO. They're still distributing the tokens, tokens they made out of thin air. Selling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big, it's it's different in that sense, but also they are directly, even though they try to like make their excuse, like I somebody gave it to me, but like I don't think that's really like that's like that's like an excuse that like a three year old would make off the top of his head that you would know was a three year old excuse. <laughs> Nobody gave you all that stuff for free, so that you like that was you guys giving it to yourself as a. As like one of those like uh, armchair legal premises that you just make up, you know, when you're well, technically we could say somebody gave it to us. That'll protect us from the law. Yeah. Like, well, we could just audit. We could just audit the beginning of the chain, right? Like, or the ledger. It was just oh, <laughs> oh wait, those blocks are gone. Well, those ledgers. We just tell people it was a bug. Up. I mean, like nobody's <laughs> gonna care. This is back when like a hundred people knew what crypto was. We accidentally deleted know? it, but it's okay. Trust us. And they're like the smartest guys in the small little room that they're in. So nobody cares. <laughs> um, what do you think, Max? Do you think uh, this thing's going to be around? Do you think the SEC is going to shut it down? Or are they just going to get a slap on the wrist? I mean, Garlinghouse, just Garlinghouse alone, apparently uh, pulled in somewhere around $150 million from the yeah. XRP that he was just given. Uh, and he just sold it 
he just dumped it and I mean, so, I don't know. I mean, it's it's really hard. I, this is definitely not like my area of expertise, but sure, I would say sure. that yeah, I think <laughs> that it's it's going to be probably worse than the, it seems like this is a much bigger deal than the block one settlement. Yeah. Um, it seems like they are going for the jugular. Um, um, but again, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't think that the XRP ledger can be shut down. I mean, Ripple can be shut down. Um, people can st- would still be able to transact on the ledger even if ripple like disappeared but then th- that all the you know all the innovation quote unquote all of like the excitement around xrp adoption was coming from ripple products right there are there are other companies and stuff building <laughs> on top of xrp but it nobody knows about it millions in marketing it's from the millions in marketing go on yeah, yeah, and, and a lot of these, a lot of these companies are are being funded by Ripple. You know, um, I think Coil is one of them. They're funded by Ripple. Um, you know, there's another San Francisco-based company that I think there's uh, that Stephen Thomas was uh, was involved with. He's a he's a Ripple employee. So like a lot, even a lot of the projects happening on Ripple uh, are funded by Ripple. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's 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 hard to say like what's going to happen. Um, it seems like one of the only ones that wasn't funded by Ripple got shut down because it was using the, it was using it too much. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But one thing that I wanted to mention is that so Ripple had like other products, right? They had one called X Current, which was I think it was a type of like messaging systems for banks to use, uh, kind of similar to Swift. And you know, years ago partners bank partnership after bank partnership after bank partnership but all these banks were using x current and not xrp and so there may have been some merit to these partnerships because i remember banks coming out saying like yeah like this kicks the hell out of swift like this is this is great and then and then i remember you know garlinghouse and people at ripple saying yeah like this is our strategy like we're going to get them on on X current on these other software projects or products. And then we're going to switch them over to XRP and, and they're going to love it. It's going to save them money and like all this stuff. And so, you know, that's kind of like where things left off. And, you know, I expect this lawsuit to be pretty long and drawn out. And what that means for like ODL which was their XRP product is that it's probably going to be shelved. I mean, if there's like a big, you know, a big suit going on, you know, surrounding XRP, like I don't see them moving this product forward. And if, if we're talking a year or two, like, I mean, that's it. You can't, you know, you've lost the race at that point. And, you know, there was some evidence that, that ODL was seeing adoption and like even some of XRP's harshest critics, like Ryan Selkis, you know, came out on Twitter recently and said, like, yeah, like their their XRP product was actually starting to see some like real, like organic traction. Maybe Ripple was was bribing all the exchanges to use it or whatever. But like it it, it was happening. It, like it was starting to be used for its intended purposes, especially between the United States and Mexico. And like, I'm pretty sure that all has to stop now because because of this suit. And so. Mm-hmm. You know that was XRP's flagship product, and it's you know 
it's it's all you know i think it's it's all gotta come grinding to a halt now until there's some type of regulatory clarity that was like the, interesting thing the tiny was, thread that was uh that had it holding it all together <laughs> pretty much um and, and and that ripple also came out and recently and said you know the us is way too hostile to us and, and we might just move our headquarters to japan or like singapore or somewhere overseas so that's another possible outcome i could see here like if you know if ripple makes it through all of this they might just pack up and just leave the us and um some people you know, think they're going to get jail time and particularly because of well, every all the fraud, essentially fraud that they've done, plus the statements like that. Uh, you know, like the guy who who hypothetically filled a, a museum up with stolen work right after they were stolen, and then tried to sell them all. Um, that guy tells the feds, "Hey, you guys are being too hard on me, threatening me out of thin air. So I'm just gonna leave the country. See ya." Like, yeah, okay, good luck getting on the plane. Like. These guys are being charged with some serious stuff. I mean, so it's SEC, so it's not criminal. But I wouldn't be surprised to see some criminal complaints come behind uh, some of this. And I think there needs to be, because I think what's happening needs to be like this is uh, this is a, a this is a type of, of serious fraud that uh, is ruining uh, other companies from being able to like. Uh, get you know when you have the number three coin which is literally just a big old scam and everything is about it is fake like that's not very good for any kind of future that's going to use this kind of software not ripple software but blockchain ish software like if you want that to become a legit industry one day or like like you know synonymous with normal internet like got to get rid of the real scams and ripple is number three big scam right there on the list like you gotta get these guys yeah that's one of the that's one of the craziest things about uh, about the whole mess to me is that ripple is literally number three <laughs> like that yeah. they are one of the biggest in the whole space and that they could they could be so blatant about kind of the fraud in so many ways um, and uh, uh, another really fascinating uh, thing about the whole mess is that it does such a good job of showing just how complicated the relationship of centralization versus decentralization is, is that like, it's just not easy to pinpoint one specific reason why Ripple is massively centralized and Bitcoin is not. It's such a multifaceted thing, but like Max, like you were saying, is that they are literally like for many of the companies, many of the uh, external companies that appear to be using or building projects on Ripple or X Rapid or X Current, whatever it is, um, they are they're being funded by Ripple. Like, it's like, so, you know, it all funnels back to whether or not Ripple is doing anything. So if you pull that company out from like, and everybody's investing in it on the future viability of their products, even the ones that have nothing to do, like, you know, indication that this is in fact a security, or at least people think it is, 
you know, like it's some equity in the Ripple company, is that people are using XCurrent, which has absolutely nothing to do with Ripple or, or XRP the token, um, but that this is somehow going to give value to XRP the token because they're related, because they're, you know, the same company. They're, they are both right. Ripple. Um, and that if you pull that out, like that is the thread, that's the third party. That's the trusted source of all the funding, of all the future value, of why anybody even cares about this thing. And, you know, it just, the whole thing basically crumbles from there. Yeah, you know, one thing Brad uh, Garlinghouse, you know, has said is that, you know, this is the PayPal model, right? Like this is how PayPal bootstrapped its network was through like partnerships and like you know funding other companies to use their network and like yeah that's that's totally true but like the that you know the the token the whole token aspect like wasn't part of that strategy and so they're kind of just like glossing over it like oh yeah well you know we're we're building this thriving ecosystem like on the back of this token that is now might be a security like it's it's (laughs) it's just kind of like a big mess like i think it's you know it's it's a somewhat valid strategy to like build out your ecosystem by like funding partners and if if people want to build on your network you know like getting them some financing or whatever um but if you do it through a pre-mined token it's like well it's not really the same thing yeah they're not putting anything at stake like they're they're not exactly like you know paypal is investing in a future that that's their skin in the game is they're putting actual money on the line that they had to earn to actually build out their investment and that they proved that they've got a product on the other end of it that they think is going to give them a return in actual real money but when you print a hundred billion tokens out of thin air sell it to a whole bunch of people and then you're paying people to use it in the token that you printed for free yeah you don't have to do anything you already profited you already won the investment game because you just sold something that's worth nothing and cost you nothing to people for tons of money that's it yeah it's like a you know it's like a big collusion right like uh if the the whole thing with moneygram and like the press releases that came with that and it's like now moneygram has like a an interest in xrp's price going up and they're coming out and saying oh yeah like we're partnering with Ripple and we are totally going to use XRP in our system <laughs> for, for cross-border payments. I mean, it's actually happened. And like, it's, it's just kind of shocking, you know, it's, it's shocking. And I don't think that MoneyGram is using XRP, you know, in their, in their payment flows right now, like they yeah. ran a few tests, but it's, it's not like any meaningful part of their system. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's what a mess. Yeah, and it's gonna, God, it's gonna hurt for those bag holders. Um, what is it? Well, I think it was Bitstamp. I think yeah, just Bitstamp. announced they're delisting it. Um, yep. That was actually another thing in the uh, filing. Um, is that uh, they they have evidence of at least ten. Um, but they have no idea. Obviously, it could be all of them. It could be any number, um, but at least uh, 10 exchanges and like digital uh, digital asset trading platforms were paid large lump sums to, um, to list Ripple. 
um, to yeah. make it look important. I mean, this is obvious. This is, this is something that every coin did. I mean, in fact, I read uh, um, there was a really great piece about scams in the space and a guy who worked in quote unquote crypto for like a couple of years and then left because of just how awful it was. Um, and uh, uh, there's somebody else. Um, God, I can't remember who wrote it, um, but he's talking about how easy it was to like just pay exchanges, like everything paid an exchange to list, everything paid all of the crypto and like ICO rating websites, like every single one of them. In fact, like the website would come back with a response when somebody was like, can you review my new token or whatever? They would literally come back and be like, it's this price to give us a decent, to give us like a two-star or three-star review. It's this price for a four star. Like they would literally sell them yeah. a package of what the review was. Um, and in this example, this guy was like testing it out. And so he just wrote a brilliant review. He just, he just wrote a review for this token that he wanted listed and um, made up. And he just wrote his own review start to finish um, and said, I want five stars uh, and here's the money for it. And they posted it. It's like front page of this one of the biggest like rating websites. I can't remember the names of it. I didn't I don't follow it anymore. Um, like boom, right there at the top. And it was his review word for word with somebody else's name under it um, and a five-star rating. And this is the ICO. This is the token you need to be looking out for in the next couple of weeks. Um, and that, you know, this is, this is, this has been the space for a long time. And I guess that's the great thing about bear markets is all that kind of falls away. Um, but I feel like this is going to continue to be a problem. Um, and there will be XRP copycats that hopefully don't do the damage that XRP has. Um, but holy crap, people are going to be wrecked. Now that Bitstamp has kind of got the ball rolling, um, I mean, I think it was inevitable. Everybody's going to delist it. I mean, they all just got paid to list it. And now, like, now why? Now they're just running the risk of getting smashed by the SEC. Um, I think XRP could be one of the first ones that truly dies. Like, it just turns off. I mean, maybe there will be bag holders that, you know, keep the network alive and keep running some nodes. But it definitely is a candidate for one that was centralized enough and dependent enough on a single company um that it just when the company goes it just doesn't survive but i guess it depends on what they do to ripple you know if they get a slap on the wrist then nothing yeah and the, uh, i mean if they get a slap on the wrist then you know the, it could be good for the token price yeah um god yeah i remember um when coinbase was still Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin, they came out and said, you know, Ripple had approached them to list XRP and offered them like an exorbitant amount and that they, uh, you know, politely declined or whatever. And I think it was because they still weren't sure if it was a security or not, or if they could, you know, get caught up in legal trouble if they did list XRP. But, you know, at some point along the way, they they gain the confidence to uh, to list these things. And, you know, I don't see the SEC going after, you know, US-based exchanges for listing XRP. Um, but I still wouldn't be surprised if we see delistings. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, Bitstamp leading the way, Um, I think it's January 8th or something they said that it'll be yeah. gone. So it'll be the beginning of 2021. Um, but I think that will probably cascade. Um, you're probably right that the SEC won't go after them, but I think that will probably be because they will, if they continue to do it and Ripple is quote unquote, a security, like listed a security, they would be openly breaking the law. So I feel like they're in a situation where they don't have to go after anybody because up to now, there's been no clear evidence that, that you know coinbase is breaking the law by um having xrp on it um but uh as soon as it is listed as a security and the fact that now that is up in the air um they will be uh so they're like well you know let's just let's just let this uh work itself out <laughs> yeah i think so some some exchanges are like registered broker dealers and like can are licensed to sell securities oh, okay but other other exchanges aren't so that would be the like determining factor there um, gotcha yeah 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 but it's different you know like just because you are, are like a, a registered broker dealer and you can like sell securities doesn't mean that you can sell unregistered securities or like illegitimate securities so i'm not you know i'm not really sure how that works but like you know, if, if I were allowed to list securities on my exchange, I'm not sure that I would be listing unregistered securities, you know, that have mm -hmm. illegitimate offerings and whatnot. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to tell you, have y'all seen, there's one piece of good news about Ripple. Um, and I'm not sure if y'all saw it, but somebody, I think it was a TikTok. It was either that or it was Instagram. I do not remember. Oh, no. But there is a no. uh, there is a woman who apparently no. the alignment of Jupiter uh, right now in the short term is going to be really bad for the Ripple price. <laughs> but if you look in at the long term, if you go out like the next year to two years and further, the alignment of the planets really look good for a healthy oh. adoption of Ripple. Well, you think that's something? Well, I heard that yep. Ripple and Apple, and I heard this on TikTok also, Ripple and Apple are going to work together and make something called Rapple. And Rapple <laughs> is going to be the future, and you need to invest in this so that you can have true generational wealth. That's what. I'm getting yeah. on my TikTok. Yeah, the basically if you buy Ripple now, you're gonna get airdropped a bunch of Rapple. And uh and Rapple's gonna be bigger than Apple and Ripple together. That's major news. And yeah. I wish that I was joking, by the way, this is a real TikTok video. You should look up Rapple Girl because it's hilarious and sad. I'll I'll uh how how long is it? I'll play them both. I'll play them both. They're oh, both God. It's, These, uh, not that long. We'll just tack them on to the end of this. <laughs> okay, it's it's sad. I gotta warn you guys. It's sad. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like a joke or not. It was something that was so far out there that I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, there's no way that this is serious. <laughs> no, but like, you never know. The video was serious though. Like, they're not joking. <laughs> like, I'm joking. 
but the person but the person who made this video <laughs> is telling their followers to buy this thing called Ripple because of Rapple and talking about generational wealth. Oh man. You can't, you know, you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> oh. No, I love that Max hasn't seen this because uh, yeah. It's you're gonna yeah. You're gonna love it. We're, we'll show it to you in just a minute. Um, uh, but I think we've I think we've basically covered it. Um, I'm sure there is about another two hours of stuff that we could dig into. But uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and close out the Ripple episode here. Um, it has uh, maybe this will be one to revisit um, after you know some hammers get uh, hit and we see what actually comes out of the dust. Uh, or comes out of this when all the dust settles uh, but it's looking rough for ripple night right now uh, what do you guys got uh, last words let's go with a uh, secret ninja and then we'll hit you max oh man uh pretty much i think it i think i did a good job of making my speaking my mind on it <laughs> it's 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 the pinnacle of tell us how you really feel tell us how you it, really feel the pinnacle of what is wrong ripple you could use ripple to illustrate what is wrong with shit coins generally in almost every sense they've got all the fuck puppets all the fake metrics all the market manipulation all of the massive amount of pr that is specifically designed to lure naive investors into giving them money for no other reason than, than, than you know, for them to dump their token. They've got the biggest pre-mine in crypto. They've got, I mean, it's, it is, they are the, you know, and I'm so glad and I hope that the SEC knows what they have in their hand here. And that it isn't just, you know, like this is, this needs to be, if you want to take, if you want to be serious about uh, enforcing any kind of anything against crypto scams like if stuff like ripple is allowed to happen without consequence yeah to then, then you know th then then it's then then nothing matters yeah it's all like, free game basically yeah so we'll see all right what you got max what are your what are your final thoughts what's your overall in a nutshell for ripple and its future um, I'm shocked that it took, I'm shocked that, you know, that it took so long for this to happen. I mean, like, you know, just like Brad said on CNBC a few days ago, like the SEC has been watching this happen for eight years and like just now decided to come down with charges. So you know, that part is surprising to me. Um, I think it is interesting that one of the early founders was uh, Jed McCaleb, who is the guy who started Mt. Gox, um, who is now affiliated with the Stellar Project. And, you know, uh, one of the points in time where, like, it really struck me that something here is, is, is seriously not right was, you know, when, when the XRP token price was at its peak, Chris Larson was worth like $50 billion and was like top five richest people in the world at the time. And that, and, and that was like, you know, that was all based on speculation that, you know, that the XRP ledger and that Ripple would be, you know, some, the future of finance. So like, 
you know, there's, there's, I think there's pretty clear signs that like something wasn't right with, with all of this. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that Brad Garlinghouse and the, and the Ripple execs like see themselves as, as scammers or, or like, you know, I like to think that they are well-intentioned and just really, really misguided. Like, I don't, think they're like overtly trying to scam people but I just think that they are horribly horribly misguided um so we'll see what happens you know um yeah. you know this this suit has implications for the entire crypto space right you know like as much as we'd all love to see ripple go down um you know there's still going to be like implications in the future that this has for you know innovation in the United States and whatnot so I don't yeah. know. We'll see what happens. I think well, the I, opposite I, of you right there. But... <laughs> you well, implications, out. sure, but I think positive implications. I think that if you get rid of uh, the outright scams, then you can start having, you know, you're sucking all the oxygen out of the room when you pull all the investors into nothing. Like, if you have legitimate, it'd be like if Silicon Valley, the biggest company, literally made vaporware and took all the investment from everyone else like well, i would I, I would say that i would rather it die on its own accord you know if ripple was really bleeding money that bad the company um and it was having to pay people to i mean yeah maybe it takes longer but um and you know maybe this is just my libertarian anarchist coming out but i, I would rather it not be the SEC, in, in all honesty, that came down and tried to figure out how to define something that's really hard to define, um, and then just, you know, lays out this broad swath of like, we're going to attack all of this stuff. Now, I don't feel bad for Ripple at all. Like, if the SEC is coming after them, it's like, well, okay, they, if there is anybody that had it coming, Ripple is it. Um, but uh, I would rather them have just gone under because they ran out of XRP to sell. And, um, you know, they dumped the price into the floor and then the investors learned, you know, what they could from uh, this thing and didn't get the excuse of saying, oh, the SEC is what did it. You know, they didn't get this out that, oh, uh, it's the e big evil government has come in and kept this brilliant innovation from happening. It's like, no, it died of its own freaking accord. Um, so that would, would have been my preferable path to just naturally let it play itself out. Um, uh, even though, I, I see, I don't know which one would have hurt more people. I still kind of think the natural way is just the better way, but eh, who knows. Um, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's a scam and like max like what you said you know there is some truth to that that they could they uh, maybe they're not in a in a sense knowingly scamming like i i could believe that like there's the there's a great quote um never attribute to malice what is properly explained by ignorance yeah uh, is that if you just don't have any principles and you don't have any business ethics whatsoever, XRP seems like a great deal, like for them, for the, all the incentives align. And if they don't really care about being honest, um, is 
is it a scam if they actually think that they're doing what PayPal does? Now it is a scam in practice, but maybe they're just stupid. Maybe they're just stupid. They have no principles and they have no ethics. And therefore, you know, they ended up doing the one method that just robbed millions of people of bukus of money to fund what they thought was going to be a useful operation that just turned out to not be. And, you know, if you can't recognize that that's a terrible way to go about it, maybe you can't recognize that your product is worth crap. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's well said, you know, in their heads, they were building a big vibrant ecosystem where XRP would be, you know, a huge deal. And then the, the ends justify the means or whatever, but yeah. Doesn't seem to be working out too well. Does not. Does not indeed. Well, I got to say, thank y'all for this. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We're, we're a big gap on this one for uh, Shitcoin Insider number four. And Max, it was awesome uh, to be able to have you. Um, I, uh, you're, you're, you're a good resource in this space. I don't want to tell anybody who you are, but it's great to have somebody who I know knows what they're talking about and has been involved in this for a while. Um, so thank you for coming on uh, Shitcoin Insider and, of course, to my co-host for coming back and uh, taking a break from his uh, undercover uh, operations to talk with us all about Ripple. It has Thanks been for having a me. Time. Yes. Yes, indeed. Thanks, guys. See ya. To my fellow members of Gen Z, I am tired of old people. This is how we're going to get rich and do whatever we want. It's common knowledge at this point that the richest people in the world don't have their money from a nine to five. They have investments and we can't all afford to buy a house right now or invest in Fortune 500 stock. So here's what you got to do. Download an app that you can use to buy cryptocurrency. I use the crypto app. It's literally called crypto.com, but it's an app. Anybody can do this and then buy as much XRP or Ripple as you can afford every single paycheck. We have to invest in Ripple because for multiple reasons. One, they just made a deal with Apple to form something called Rapple. This is a huge deal because Apple runs the world pretty much at this point. Secondly, they have deals with major banks all throughout the world. They're the first cryptocurrency to undergo the process of being regulated by the government. Meaning that when crypto is the main currency, it's going to be Ripple. And right now it's only 25 cents a share. Invest, y'all. If you are a long-term investor who believes in the use case of XRP Ripple, this is probably one of the best times ever to buy in, not only due to the common sense of it being a dip, but also due to the astrology I see coming up in the long term. Because 2023 to 2025 is when I see it really shining, and I'm using the chart of their stable release date on May 15th, 2018. If anyone has a better recommendation for a time that would make more sense, a date and time for XRP Ripple, let me know, but this chart has worked really well with the tracking that I've done. So Jupiter and Saturn are meeting right on top of their south node, an indication of a new standard definitive new beginning on top of an indicator of decrease. And whenever the south node is activated like this, it represents letting go like a loss. It's like substantial low point for the foreseeable future, obviously. But May into July of next year, and then for most of all of 2022, Jupiter is in Pisces, which helps them out a lot. But then 2023 to five, when Uranus crosses their sun and moon is when I think things could really skyrocket and definitely is volatile, but is very like sudden increase oriented. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.